am hell proof. I had somebody tell me, go there the other day. I said, I can't oblige you. I'm hell proof. Amen. Uh, there was a day I was headed that direction, but Jesus came my way. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo, that's good stuff right there. Amen. Isn't it good to have Charlie and Jennifer Love back with us for the second time? Isn't that wonderful? Give God praise right there. Amen. If you're back for the second time and we didn't see you, we welcome you back again. Amen. If you're back for the third, fourth, or all kind of times, we welcome you too. We're glad that you're here. It'd be a lonely place without y'all being here. I know me and the Lord is a majority, but sure helps when there's me, you, and the Lord. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter number 1. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Right about the middle of your book. Just keep on looking until you find a big long E word. All right? Ecclesiastes chapter number 1. Ecclesiastes chapter number 1. While you're turning, uh, I want to say once again, thank you for coming. And we hope we have been a blessing to you so far. And we hope that's just the beginning. We want to be your friend. The Bible says a man that wants friends must show himself friendly. There was a man that went out looking for friends, and he found none. He went out to be a friend, and he found many. Amen? And that's what we want to be. We want to be a friend. We want to be what you're looking for. Everybody needs a friend. I don't care who they are. I don't care where they are. Everybody needs somebody. Amen? Let's all stand our feet, if you will, in reverence to the reading of God's Word. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse number 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And verse number 12, I need the touch of God on me right now. I do. And if there's anything that you can do for me right now is when we pray, you pray that God will touch the servant of God behind this pulpit and ask God to help us. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 12. When you get there, say amen. amen. I, the preacher, we're talking about Solomon, king of Israel, the, the, the king that took over after the man after God's own heart, David. I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. And I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is, all is vanity. The word means empty means a vapor. It means that which vanishes quickly and leaves nothing behind. Amen. Leaves nothing behind. He said it's all worthless. Behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Chapter 2, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. I said in mine heart, Go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. It's empty. I tried pleasure to find happiness. It's, it's, it's empty. It's, it's vanity. It's, it's, it lasts for a very short time, and then it leaves nothing behind. I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom and to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the... There's a key phrase. It's found 39 times, 40 times, including uh, 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 under heaven here, but most of the time you find under the sun. Under the sun. In other words, without God. I'm going to find happiness without God. Satisfaction without God. I made, and then, he, then he begins to describe what he did to try to find that. I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruit. 
I made me pools of, of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasures of kings and the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. And by the way, it was all after him too. It says also my wisdom remained with me. Now watch this. What a verse. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked. I checked it out. I experimented. I, I learned. I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I'd labored to do. And behold, all was it was empty. It was a vapor. It was something that lasts for a short time and then leaves behind nothing. And vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. And I turned to myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. Now here, I want you to listen. For what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which has been already done. Dear Heavenly Father, I need your touch this morning. Please help me. Please help me. There's so many needs this morning. God, I don't want to show out. I don't want to show off. I don't want it to be about me. It's not about me. It's all about you. And I know my weakness. I know my frailty. I know my inability. I know my desire and my, my, my need for the anointing of God right now. Please anoint me with your power. In Jesus' name I pray. Touch the ears of those that may understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach this morning. Uh, help me with, what, what, with, with, the, with the mic if you can. Not right now, but because I'm getting a little weak in my throat. Uh, uh, I want to preach this morning on the subject, satisfaction. Satisfaction. I was talking, I was talking in the home uh, with a family member of one of the uh, uh, one of the individuals that, that went on to heaven this week. We were sitting there discussing things. We were sitting there discussing the way man is. We were talking about race cars. Say amen right there. Uh, we was talking about drag strips and burning rubber and, and, and horsepower and amen, amen, amen. I mean, we was talking about big blocks and small blocks and, and aluminum blocks and, and, and blocks of cheese. Amen. We threw food in there somewhere. But we were talking about all kinds of things, and I, I said, I, I said uh, uh, what, how, can, how can we go to the racetrack and just be, uh, uh, be satisfied with one thing and just go and maybe build a certain car and just race that and enjoy that and don't get carried away with it because people have a tendency to get carried away. This is not fast enough. I'm going uh, 12 seconds, but I got to go 11 seconds, but then to go 11 seconds, then I need to put some more money, and then I need to go 10 seconds, and then I need to get down to 9. I, 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 I said, is there any way? Can we do anyway just to go and just have a big time and enjoy where it don't cost money he said lord no no it's impossible he says it's a disease it will just take over and go because you never are satisfied where you're at brother bobby is that same disease contagious in the circle track realm uh you know it's amazing to me 
It's amazing to me. I was reading. I was reading uh, 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 on the on the on the the, the Pro Hound website a big time coon hunter that, that that was in 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 a big wig and all that kind of. He got caught cheating this week. I mean, a big name fella got caught cheating this way. Had more money. Didn't need no money. It was all about the power. It was all about the fame to be the big dog. What he was not satisfied with what he already had. How about the politicians that went to jail this week? Had more money than all of us put together. And now they're sitting in jail because they just were not. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. In the era of the 60s, late 60s, uh, it was free everything. Free drugs, free sex, free alcohol, free rock and roll. Just do whatever uh, you feel like doing. If you're not with the one you love, honey, just love the one you're with. And if it feels good, do it, man. Just have a liberal, free society. Anything goes. Yet the number one song was, I can't get no. Where'd y'all hear that at? I heard that at the Waffle House. Amen. Rolling Stones. That's what somebody said, son, and I don't know. Amen, Brother Spence? Mick Jagger said this. He said the song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, he said, I've got to admit, this was my view of the, of the world and my frustration with everything. At that particular time, they could probably buy anything they wanted to buy and have anybody they wanted to have and do anything they wanted to do, so forth and so on. But their song was, I just can't get no satisfaction. You know, Solomon went through the same thing. Solomon had the same issue. Solomon had the same problem. It's amazing to me what God and how he uses his word and, and what we learn from this particular chapter. If you'll study the whole book of Ecclesiastes, we're not going to do it to save time this morning because Brother Robert Norman's going to buy my dinner. Say amen right there. Uh, we, we, if you look at the book of Ecclesiastes all the way through, you find a, a gentleman that is going through on a search and going through on a mission to find happiness, find satisfaction, find what he's looking for under the sun. In other words, without God down here with what the world has to offer. It's amazing to me what we can see in this book. Number one, I want you to, just by way, really, I want to give you the first two points and kind of preach the third just a little bit this morning. But if you're taking notes, uh, they'll be up on your screen. Uh, number one, I want, you to see, I want you to see the subject we're talking about. Where's the subject, the person that we are describing. Uh, we, are, we are looking for satisfaction. How many of y'all want to be satisfied in life? Let me describe that. Do you have the definition of satisfaction? Did you get that for me, Brother Barnes? Watch this. This is the definition of satisfaction. Fulfillment of a need or a, a source or means of enjoyment. Now, I can't help it. I'm Baptist. The only way I can relate to this is food. Say amen right there. I have a need. Amen. I have a need. I enjoy food. I just enjoy it. I can't help it. I shouldn't be that way. It says you should, uh, 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 you should eat to live, but I can't help sometimes I live to eat. Amen. I love uh, dinner on the ground. I love barbecue, and I love to eat. I love banana pudding and chocolate pies, and God help us right there. I love Miss Jane's uh, Hershey bar cake that's about this big, and it's got fat written all over, but I love every bite of it. I love it. I'm just, I do. I, I love that. And there are cravings that I have. There is a hunger that is deep inside of me that just hungers after barbecue chicken and hungers after fried chicken and hungers after uh, grill. Are y'all with me? Anybody hungry, by the way? 
I mean, there's that something, there's that thing that just, that just causes you to go. So, I mean, I, I've been quitting. I've been, I've been quitting. I've been trying to quit uh, uh, Mountain Dew for a while, but I sit there and, and it'll call my name. I mean, I have, a, I have a longing, there is a craving, there is a desire, there is a want that's there. There is an appetite for something that's there. And when you get them grits, and you get that gravy, and you get them biscuits, and, and you get there, and you get all that you want, you sit back and, oh, that is satisfied. When, you, when nothing else will do. When there's no need for nothing else. You don't need another piece. You don't need another slice. You don't, are y'all with me? You don't need another dip. It's all, you can't, I, I'm, I, do, preacher, come on, come on, preacher, eat some more, eat some more. See, people try to make me fat. They always, oh, preacher, you're not, that's all you're going to eat. Please eat some more. And you say, oh, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I am, I'm satisfied. And you know what? Everybody has something. Everybody has that thing that's deep inside of them. That they're looking to feel. But they're trying to do it the devil's way and not God's way. And they're wondering why they're still empty. They wonder why they still took and sat down at the devil's table. When they got up, they're just as hungry as they was before. And now that thing that was supposed to satisfy them is gone. And it's empty. Let's talk about this a minute. Let's look at the subject. Granny's good to see you. You look pretty sitting there. I, I missed you. I want you to know I missed you. Amen. And talking about dressing. God, this woman can cook some dressing. Right here. Amen. Has anybody learned that? Have you taught that to anybody? Miss Patty, have you learned that? Can you come live with me? Would you, would you help me? Amen. Listen, that, 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 that feeling. Listen, that's why, that's why people get hooked on drugs. That's why people get hooked on pornography. That's why people get hooked on all kinds of things. Trying to fulfill something that won't never satisfy. Listen, the subject is Solomon. The subject is Solomon. We see, A, I want you to see, and, and I'll do this quickly because this is all this secondhand information. We all know this. We see his wisdom. There was a day in Solomon's life. There was a day in Solomon's life that God came to him and said, Ask me what you want. Give me a wish. Give me a wish. And he was smarter than I was because I may have wished for something else. But he said, Look, I, just give me wisdom. He said, I'm like a child in amongst all these people. Just give me wisdom so I can know how to go in and come out. Give me wisdom so I know how to deal with these things. Well, that thing pleased the Lord. I mean, it just tickled the Lord to death. He said, Because you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you all those things you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you fame. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you that wisdom you asked for and everything else that goes with it. If you'll record and study, I don't have time because I didn't want to focus on that part of it because I want to get to the third part. If you'll study Solomon, Brother Mickle, he had it all. I mean, he was the richest of the rich. Bill Gates doesn't have anything on Solomon at this particular time. I mean, he was rich beyond anybody's imagination. There was not one thing on this earth he could not buy but satisfaction. We see his wealth. Then we see his wisdom. He had it up here. He could figure it out. 
the queen of Sheba came to him because she'd heard about him. She'd done heard the rumor. She said, I just had to come see for myself. And she brought riddles and she brought tests and quizzes for him. And, and man, he blowed her mind. He said, listen, the half has not been told. I can't believe everything. Even to the point it took her breath away. This is what this man was and what he had. He had everything, 700 wives and and 300 concubines, 1,000 wisdom. I'm beginning to question the wisdom part of that matter. But he, you know, I understand why now he said it's better to dwell on the housetop than on a wide house with a brawling woman. And all the men said. And the cowards didn't say nothing. Amen. Help us, Jesus. Listen, you say, why was that necessary? Why was that necessary? God allowed... Now, y'all stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I know this ain't my typical style. It's more, but, but stay with me. God allowed one human being on this earth to have as much money as any man could possibly have, to have as much wisdom as any man could possibly have, to have as much power as any man could possibly have. He was the king, and nobody said no to him. He could have anything he desired. He could have anything he wanted. He had everything that man says today, the world says today, the devil says today. Oh, if you just had that woman, she would satisfy you. If you just had that man, he would make you happy. He would fulfill your needs. Oh, if you just had that job, if you had that money, if you had that house, if you had that car, and man is striving to get what that is, and they still won't find satisfaction did you you remember the last verse I read he said what man can do what the king has already done nobody it's already been said and done it don't matter who you are it's already been done and the devil is lying to you the devil is deceiving you he's making you think that the grass is greener on the other side honey I'm telling you the truth that is not the case the subject then I want you to see the search the search Chapter 1, chapter 1, the Bible says, it says this. It says in, in, in verse 12, I, the preacher, was king over Israel. That's where we get point number 1. Point number 2, 13. I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under... I want you to see A. I want you to see the direction of the search. The direction of the search. I'm going to find happiness. I'm going to find joy. I'm going to search it all out. I'm going to look for it under the sun. See, this was a time, a backslidden time in Solomon's life. There was a time when Solomon walked with God. There was a time when Solomon loved the Lord. There was a time when Solomon followed the Lord. But he allowed, the, the, listen, the, the religions and the cults and, and all the, the false gods of all those foreign women that he brought in to deter him. And detour him from what was right. And he began to drift away from the Lord. And his writings here in Ecclesiastes is in a time when he was away from God. You say, why would God allow him to write it? Why would God? That God can use anything he blessed well pleases. And he did it on purpose so we could see and learn a lesson from his life. In a time when he was away from God, in a time when he was backslidden from God, he said, I'm blessed God, I'm going to find it, I'm going to seek it out, I'm the smartest man ever to live, and I have everything there is to have. I'm not going to hold nothing back, anything my eyes see, anything my heart wants, bless God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find happiness and satisfaction, now watch this, my way. Frank Sinatra's most famous song, I did it. 
He died his way too. Everybody's trying to do it their way. And they wonder why they're still unhappy. They wonder why they're still not satisfied. Oh, if I just had, if I just had, God let a man have all that that you're talking about. And he still was not satisfied. It's amazing to me, all these pro ball players that's got more money than they fill up this building. And so unhappy. Amen. Taking drugs and cocaine, trying to forget everything. They're not happy. Because they thought that if they could just have it, they thought that if they could just do, they thought that if they could just be, they thought that if I could just... And Brother Bruce, they landed the plane in that airport and found out it was empty. And they just couldn't take it. Listen, we find the direction of this search. It was without God. It's the same search that's going on in this building. It's the same search that many of y'all are experiencing right now. Some of you are here because your spouse made you come. Some of you are here because you don't have nowhere else to go. Some of you are here and you're trying your best to figure out, listen, it may, surely there's something that can help me. Well, I got good news. You come to the right place. Because there is help. There is hope. You don't have to live life in a vapor. You don't have to live life in vanity. You don't have to live life empty. You don't have to live life in a way where, listen, it lasts for a short time and then it leaves behind nothing. Don't you see his search, the direction of his search? And number two, don't you see the disappointment? The disappointment in his search. He said in verse number, verse number uh, 14, I have seen all the works. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity. It's empty. Then he goes on to say in chapter 2 with all the things that he did, everything he made, all the things he had, all the, the wealth and wisdom. He said in verse number 11, Then I looked on all the works of my hands that I had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity. It was empty and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit, no profit under the sun. You know what he's saying? Life is worthless. Why even live it? Let me say something. Life's short. Miss Carol Hurt was the uh, associate pastor's wife, secretary at Victory Baptist Church in, in, in North Augusta where I went to Bible college, sang like a mockingbird. Sang her whole life. Sang her whole life. Used her lungs her whole life for God, and she died of lung cancer within a week, of, a week and a half of finding out. Preacher, what are you saying? That means it's just worthless. Oh, no. Oh, no. If you ask her where she's at right now, she said, oh, boy. Her life was so full and rich, the blessings of God. Preacher, what are you saying? If you live for yourself, if you live the devil's way, if you try to find happiness and satisfaction with what the TV says you need, what the world says you need, what that dope pusher says you need, uh, listen, what that adulterer says you need, what that person you've been flirting you're going to find out it's going to leave you empty. Amen. Let me read you something. If you live for pleasure alone, now listen close, listen close, everybody. I need everybody's attention. If you live for pleasure alone, enjoyment will decrease unless the intensity of the pleasure increases. Then you reach a point of diminishing returns when there is little or no enjoyment at all, only bondage. See, that's how people get addicted. That first high, 
That first thrill of seeing a dirty magazine that escalates and escalates and escalates and it's got to be worse and it's got to be more graphic. It's got to be more wicked and it doesn't, it doesn't do for you what you had before so you had to get it more and more and more and more until the point you're so addicted to it you can't do nothing else. Listen, only bondage is left. For example, the more the people drink, the more the people drink, the less enjoyment they get out of it. This means they must have more drinks and stronger drinks in order to have pleasure. The sad result is desire without the satisfaction. You still want and want and want, yet you're satisfied less and less and less. Instead of alcohol, substitute drugs, gambling, sex, money, fame, or any other pursuit, and the principle will still hold true. When pleasure alone is the center of life, the result will ultimately be disappointment and emptiness. Most addicted people are good people good people there's a lot of addicted people you'd never guess they were functioning addicts and the reason they got that way because they started a little bit a little bit a little bit and they had to have more and they had to have more to, to keep that intensity level and keep that intensity level why they were trying to fill an area of void that's above the sun and not under the sun wow i know i'm not preaching my normal way but i'm helping some folks Number one, tell it to me, number one, the subject. You see a man who could do anything he wanted to do, God let a man live. Who could do anything, have anything, be anything, uh, uh, go anywhere, uh, buy anything, anything he wanted. I mean, it was, it was all there for him. He could do anything on this earth possibly the man could do, so we have no excuse to say, oh, if I just had, he's telling, hey, look, it's all empty. Then we see not only the, the, the subject, but number two, I want you to see the search. search. Then number three, I want you to see the secret. The secret that the devil don't want you to know. Amen. Your pusher don't want you to know. That boyfriend, that girlfriend, they don't want you to know. They want you to think they've got it all for you. Well, that's a lie. Oh, if we do this, we'll be happy. No, that's a lie. No, we're just going to fall in that same trap. We're going to end up pregnant out of wedlock. We're going to end up with some venereal disease. We're going to end up with AIDS. We're going to end up someplace we don't want to be and find out, listen, I did it the devil's way, and here I am empty and in trouble. And by the way, by the way, those situations, it's always two to tango. <laughs> we want to be real judgmental on one side of that because they're carrying evidence. But they didn't get that way by themselves. Hello. And I'll just leave that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The secret. What do we do then? Life's useless under the sun. We're just going to die anyhow. I'm, I'm going into some things in this chapter, and I don't have time to go into it because it's all through the book. But he says, what's the, what's the use of wealth? You're going to die and give somebody anyhow. Come on, y'all stay with me. What's you gaining all these things? You're just going to die. We all die. We're going to die. We're all going to face it. It's born under man wants to die and have this joke. So what good is it? What's the use? <laughs> I want you to look in your Bible. Look under chapter number 2. And we're going to read. I think. Let me, find, let me find my verse. Look in verse number 24. 
he come to the, this is the first conclusion that he comes to. We, there's many here in this book, but this is the first one. Chapter 2, verse 24. Are you there? There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This is not the Epicurean way which says eat and drink for tomorrow we die. It's not what he's saying. He said learn to enjoy what you have and quit dwelling on what you don't have. Watch what he says. This also I saw that it was from the hand of of you want to know the secret of satisfaction so you'll quit singing I can't get no you know I've heard that's what it sounds like (laughs) how many of y'all are tired of that say amen I am I'm tired of people coming to me with their lives totally torn all to pieces because they listen to the devil's lie and and Smith they still come empty You don't want to know the secret to satisfaction? To having in, in, in every area of your life? Every area of your life. Y'all with me? Say with me. Amen. Every area. Not just your physical, not just getting with, with food. I'm talking about every, every, every area of your life. Your marriage, your ministry, your life. Listen, your ho- everything, your hobbies. Oh, if I could just have that dog to treat two more coons. Robert, you know I've come to the conclusion they ain't no perfect dog. They, they don't make them. Here we are trying to think if we just... No. The secret. How many of y'all want to know the secret? Brother Bruce, can you hear me back there? You want to know the secret? It's not found in Budweiser. Amen. It's not found in meth and cocaine. It's not found on the internet. It's not found in those, they call them gentlemen clubs, but they're kennel clubs. Bunch of dogs. Ain't found in that. It's not found in the back seat of a Chevy. I'm preaching right now. It's not found in all them. That's what the devil wants you to think. It's not found sitting on a leather couch. It's not found being in a million-dollar home. It's not found riding around in a Mercedes. It's not found in all that. Because, see, we had a man that had all that. I mean, he had spinners on his chariot. Say amen. Solomon had it all. And you know what, Brother Jay? He said, it's all empty. Empty. But then he says this. I found out. We should rejoice in what we have. Not focusing on what we don't have because I found out that satisfaction, the secret, is found in the source. The source. The source is not what we've been doing. The source is not in what we used to have. The source is not in all of that. The source is the hand of God. Did you read that in that verse? Y'all with me? Say with me. What was it, verse 24? Can you put that up? Can you put that up, Brother Barnes? Watch this. There's nothing better for a man that he should eat and drink and enjoy what he's got, enjoy what God has given him. And he said, this I also saw that it was from, that means the source of it, from the... What's that mean? 
God can make you satisfied eating bread and taters and driving a Yugo. GT. That's one of them turbo Yugos. I saw a Cadillac commercial a while back that was giving away a free Yugo if you buy a Cadillac. Amen. That was true. That really happened. But you could ride a Yugo, Brother Tony, eat beans and taters, which I'm kind of fond of that anyhow, and live in a shack and still be as happy as a fat baby in a phone booth. Yes, sir. Why do you think those missionaries can be overseas and be in a hut with rain dripping on them? Roaches crawling across. God, help us. Remember when we went and visited them people and that went across the, the yard. Brother Mickle jumped up in my lap. I had to hold him. <laughs> he had arachnophobia. Amen? But people can be happy and satisfied in that. You know why? Because you can have money and buy a bed but buy no sleep. I laid in my bed last night wide open. We got a little hamster. The hamster sleeps all day. And there's a wheel in that cage. And it just decides about 11 o'clock to get in that wheel and... And then, and then it'll get quiet. I'll say, thank God. And I'll get just about... Tammy, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I went in, in about, about 1.30 is about all I could take. And I went and got a butter knife. I didn't kill the hamster. Come on. I took a butter knife and that wheel would go. I stuck it through the cage where the butter knife, where the wheel went, Froomp, and he couldn't run nowhere. I said, Pfft. try running now, sucker. Amen. My little girl came in the room and said, Mama, this was in the cage. <laughs> I couldn't sleep a wink. Woke up this morning, man, I couldn't even get out. 1.30 this morning with a stupid rat. Say amen. You can buy a bed, but you can't buy sleep. You know what? You can buy food, but you can't buy an appetite. Are y'all seeing where I'm getting with this? You can have those things that you think you need and have the money to do it, but you can't buy the joy, the satisfaction that comes with it. Listen, the source, the secret of satisfaction is in the source. All right. Don't you see the source of satisfaction in being? And I'm done. I'm done. Write this down, but don't shut your book because I may say something that's important. The securing of satisfaction. All right, I see where it comes from. I see I've been wasting my time out here running around in the juke joints, and I've been wasting my time going buying a fifth and going wasting my time buying a six-pack. I've been wasting my time getting in magazines. I've been wasting my time getting on in there. I've been, it still left me empty, left me empty. Uh, I did all, everything I could, and I'm still empty, and I'm still not happy, and I'm still, I, my, 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 my marriage is messed up. My relationships are messed up. Uh, my, everything's a mess, and I, I see, okay, all right, you, you made your point, preacher. You made your point. If, if satisfaction doesn't come from the scene, then it must come from the unseen. I recognize that the source is God. God is the one that's going to give you satisfaction. God is the one that's going to give you peace. God is the one that's going to give you joy. But how do I get that? 
I want you to see the next verse. Let me read it. And, and then the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 2.26, when you get there, say amen. When you get there, say amen. For God giveth to a man, who's giving it? Now watch, see who's going to get it. Giveth to a man that is in his, watch what he gives him, wisdom, knowledge, and, but to the sinner he giveth, and to gather and heap up, that he may give it. To him that is good before God. What's that mean? It means you're going to work and work and work and work and work and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. And you're going to do everything you can to try to get that and it's still going to be empty-handed. But if you'll just please him. If you'll just please God. Man, I hope you're getting this. I struggled and struggled for a long time trying to do it my way, trying to do it my way. Worked so hard and worked so hard and worked so hard and worked so hard and worked so hard. Did extra this and extra that and doing this and doing that. If I get that little bit of extra. And you know what? When I come to the point, I, was, I didn't have anything left. And I still was empty. But when I just trusted him, I said, God, I know you know what's best for me. I know you got a great plan for my life. And I know you want me to be satisfied. So I'm going to just do what you want me to do, and I'm going to let you take care of the rest. And you know what, son? It's been wonderful. How am I going to secure satisfaction? It starts with pleasing him. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants you to be saved. first way you can please him is get saved. Trust him today. Quit trying to run your life. You done made a mess of it just like I did and just like everybody else did when they tried to do it their own way. Just trust him today. Get saved. Say, God, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm going to let go of this. I'm going to give you my life. I've made a mess of it. We secure satisfaction by pleasing him. Not only that, but by pursuing him. Pursuing him. Can you get my verses up there, Brother Barnes? The Bible says, the Bible says somewhere, Psalm 63, 1, O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Watch the next one. Psalms 42, 1, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. Here's the secret, y'all. Here's the secret. That void that you keep trying to fill with alcohol, drugs, sex, Material things, that void, it's not shaped like a beer bottle. It's in the shape of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's the way He made you. I'm sorry, that's the way He made you. He designed you to worship something. You're going to worship something. And we run and do all those things that the devil offers us, we're worshiping ourselves, we're pleasing ourselves. And we're still ending up empty because we're not doing it God's way. Because God didn't design you to do that. Brother Bobby, I worked on that machine, that truck that you had to fix later. You remember that one? Brother Joyner's son-in-law. And, and, and I did some wrong things. And I did some things it wasn't designed to do. And you know what? It didn't work. 
when Brother Bobby lined everything up and did what was supposed to happen, and Brother Bobby was working, and it just wouldn't do right. It was just, it wasn't, and then he said, wait a minute, the preacher worked on this thing. <laughs> so he had to go back and put things back that I had messed up, and when he got everything, boom! Preacher, what are you saying? What you need to do is come to this altar and get everything Because if you'll be honest with yourself, you don't have to tell nobody else. You know, you know, you know you screwed it up. You know where you're at. It don't take a rocket scientist. I didn't have to go to college to learn where I messed up. I knew that I was there. Quit trying it on your own. Won't you come give God a chance? Just try him. That's what God says. Come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as... He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is... I invite you to come today. Preachers, people are going to look at me. No, we've got the smallest crowd we've had in a long time. See, God let that happen today just so you wouldn't be embarrassed. Listen, I'll make everybody keep their head bowed and their eyes closed and you come up here and straighten things out with God right up here. We've got, we've got our altar people coming up right now with their, with their Bibles and our music people finding a place. 